It's time for Dixie State University Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 KXDS Santa Clara. DSU Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3 is brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. We hear you. And now it's time for DSU Athletics. Welcome to the Burns Arena. Eric Seichel and Jason Ball with you as we are set for another exciting edition of Dixie State Women's Basketball. A short TDS pregame show for you as we're just minutes away from the tip-off. Dixie State tonight hosting the number one team in the RMAC. Colorado Mesa, 15-2 overall, 11-0 in the RMAC. And the Trailblazers themselves, 12-5 overall, 7-4 in Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference play. Jason will have a little bit more time to break this down after the break, but in a quick 30 seconds, summarize what you're expecting out of this ball game tonight. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a, a tough battle for Dixie State, obviously, with the number one team in the conference coming into Burns Arena tonight. Yeah, there's a lot on the line for Dixie State. You haven't played very well at home so far this season against any of the conference teams. Really, you're three and four here at home, and it doesn't get any easier tonight as you welcome in a very good Colorado Mesa team, a team that focuses on defense. Tough to score against this team, and it's going to be a tough battle all night tonight for Dixie State. Again, Colorado Mesa 15-2 overall, 11-0 in the RMAC, the number one team in the conference and number 22 nationally ranked. Uh, just broke into the top 25 this week, and Dixie State 12-5, 7-4 in the RMAC, and looking for a signature win, a win that will propel them to some momentum for the second half of this conference season. Let's step away. Dixie State, Colorado Mesa coming at you right here on the Dixie State Trailblazers basketball radio and television network. Let's take a two-minute timeout and come back for the starting lineups, the keys of the game, and the tip-off. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the Burns Arena. Raging Red, the Dixie State Choir, singing the national anthem tonight. Very beautiful rendition. And now we are ready to play some basketball. Carrick Segmiller, Drayson Ball with you. A very short TDS pregame show. So let's hop right into the rest of these things we've got to get to. There are items of business before we tip this thing off. Drayson, Lonnie Boys Barbecue, keys to the game tonight. Obviously, you mentioned Colorado Mesa. A very good defensive team. In fact, the best defensive team in all of Division II in the entire country. 45.2 points per game is all they allow. Very hard to score against this Colorado Mesa squad. Obviously, one of the keys has got to be to find ways to score against a very tough defense. No doubt about it, and that's exactly what the keys has to be for Dixie State is you've got to be able to knock down shots. We know, and we've seen uh, in the previous couple games, Dixie State has had trouble scoring, especially when they get good looks inside the painted area and around that restricted area they've got to be able to knock down shots today one key for me is going to be if they can knock down their three-point shots today the closest game that colorado mesa has had came three weeks ago against black hill state it was a 65 64 finish obviously colorado mesa won that game but black hill state scored eight three-pointers and they also got to the free throw line 27 times dixie state is going to have to be able to make their three-point shots when they get them when they get their open looks finish inside against a tough defensive team and try to get to the line as much as you can and get some, early, some easy points. Interestingly enough, uh, Dixie State, a team that very much so relies on the three-point shot, 
Uh, Colorado Mesa only allowing 26% completion rate on three-point attempts. You look at the two games they've lost this season, those teams were not successful from beyond the arc. 4-9 four, four for Tarleton State, and then 3 out of 18 for St. Martin. So can't necessarily lie just on the three-point shot, but like you said, for Alani Boys Barbecue's key to the game. Can't have empty possessions. Got to make your shots when they count and got to find good shots. Can't force anything tonight. Those are your Alani Boys Barbecue's keys to the game for the Trailblazers. I would add a good start. This is certainly a team that you cannot afford to have to dig out of a double-digit hole from. That will not happen against a very tough Colorado Mesa squad tonight. And now for some Boulevard Home starting lineups before we tip this thing off. Colorado Mesa will start like this. A 5'8 junior guard, Sophie Anderson. 5'9 junior forward, Sierra McNichol. A 5'7 senior guard, Sydney Brandon. A 5'8 junior guard, Kylan Rigsby. And a 6'1 junior forward, Kelsey Siemens from Tucson, Arizona. Drayson Dixie State going to start the same way. London Pavlika, Kesley Stevenson, Maddie Loftus, Allie Franks, and Chesney Stevens. Dixie State in the home whites. Colorado Mesa in the road blacks. The ball is up and tipped back by Siemens. And into the hands of Sydney Brandon. And Colorado Mesa with the first possession. Will set things up just underway inside the Burns Arena. One of the premier matchups of the weekend. Dixie State sitting in that four spot in the RMAC right now. Colorado Mesa in the number one spot. Here's Rigsby. Bouncing it inside. Lost it. Dixie State pounces on it. Matty Loftus the steal. The Trailblazers have it. We're scoreless. 30 seconds gone by. Yeah, great defensive possession to start this game. It was a low shot clock anyway. It would have been a tough shot from Seawins had she been able to get it off, but a good steal on the first possession. Loftus backdoor look for Chesney Stevens since she had her, but the ball was kicked. And Dixie State will have it on a 20-second shot clock, 9.21 to go. First quarter, still scoreless. We're going to see if Dixie State can be able to bring the energy, especially getting off to try to a good start like you mentioned. The bench is into it right now. they got to be able to get into a good start and use their energy coming into this game. Franks, newest member of the Dixie State 1,000-point club. Jumper from the free-throw line is short, and Sidney Brandon corrals the rebound for the Mavericks ahead to Rigsby. Rigsby looking for Siemens. Nothing there. Instead to Anderson. She'll find Siemens. A post player, but she can shoot it from the outside. Holding on the right wing. Inside, looking for McNichol. McNichol. Trying to bounce a pass, nearly stolen. Instead, they'll swing it to Rigsby, left wing three on the way in. Yeah, that was just a kind of a broken possession for Colorado Mesa. As uh, Dixie State nearly had another steal, but Maddie Loftus wasn't able to corral it, and it fell out into the hands, and she drilled it. Rigsby averaging 9.3 points per game. Kesley Stevenson to answer, misses a three. Allie Franks the rebound, and she's fouled. No, she stepped out of bounds. Colorado Mesa forced her out of bounds, and that's classic Maverick women's basketball right there. Interestingly enough, for Colorado Mesa, not starting their leading scorer today, Daniela Turner, 15 points per game, does not enter the starting lineup for today's matchup. And in fact, she hasn't started a single game this season. Number one off the bench, number one in the scoring column. Here come the Mavericks. Jumper from the right elbow, McNichol. It's up and in. She's got off, no, excuse me, Rigsby hit the other shot. McNichol with two, and it's a 5-0 Colorado Mesa lead. And we'll see if Dixie State can get on the board on this possession. We mentioned Trailblazers not able to afford a slow start in this one. Pavlika to the right wing, and Franks drives to the free throw line, stops the dribble back to Loftus, hoists a three right wing. It's off the mark right side, and the rebound to the Mavericks and Sydney Brandon. She wants to push it across the timeline, now slows it up on the angle right side. Front court right, now center of the floor. 
for Sidney Brandon of the Mavericks. Settling into the offense with 18 seconds. Pass tipped inside by Stevens and stolen by Loftus. And that's what you got to do against this Colorado Mesa team is you got to get your hands on the ball, get some deflections, and maybe get some steals. He's already done it twice tonight. 7.20 remaining first quarter. Trailblazers looking for their first points of the game. Allie Franks can't quite convert the three-point shot for the right wing. Had a good look, but it came out in the rebound of the Mavericks. Leading 5-0, trying to add to it are the Mavericks from Grand Junction, Colorado. The best team in the RMAC so far, say the standings. Anderson, left wing for McNichol, and she'll jump it and score it from the baseline left. And just like that, Coach Gustin wants a timeout. He wants to talk some things over. We'll keep it right here. Remind you that timeouts are brought to you by Dairy Queen. In fact, never mind. They're going to extend it to the media. So we'll take it. 6.58 to go. Dixie State is 7 nothing advantage, trailing 7 nothing. Back in 60 on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. 6.58 to go first quarter. Dixie State trailing 7-0. And we talked about needing a fast start. Trailblazers 0-4 from the field. Meanwhile, Colorado Mesa 3-3 from the field. And you cannot let this Colorado Mesa team get up big early because it will be tough to fight back against the leading scoring defense in the country. Yeah, and I think what it is right now, Dixie State just needs to settle down a little bit. I think you come into this game, obviously it's the number one team in the country, the number one team in the conference, the 22nd ranked team yeah. in the country. Maybe you get a little bit overzealous and overanxious. Settle down a little bit. The 3-for-3 three for, three for them, the 0-for-4 for, for you, those percentages aren't going to hold up for the rest of the game. Trailblazers with the possession. Here's Stevens. Mid-post right. She'll drive inside and get it to go off the glass. And Dixie State on the board. Three minutes and 20 seconds into the first quarter, they find their first field goal, trailing 7-2 now. 6.35 remaining on your Camping World scoreboard. Mavericks looking inside. Rigsby forces it up. Was it deflected? Yes, it was. Out of bounds. Mavericks will maintain possession. Yeah, it was last touched by a Pavlik, but on the previous possession, possession, good job by Chesney Stevens to get down and low. One of the reasons uh, Colorado Mesa is so good defensively, they're very long. They don't have a whole lot of size. Only 6'1 uh, is, is Siemens, but they are very long defensively. Here's Anderson for McNichol driving inside. Right-hand scoop. Short off the iron. Dixie State the rebound. Here's Pavlika pushing the issue. Center of the floor. Spinning inside is stripped out of her hands and stolen away by Daniela Turner. Excuse me, not Turner. That's Sydney Brandon. And she'll drive it up the floor the other way. It's blocked by Stevens and back off of Brandon and out of bounds. And not Dixie, only do you get a block, you get the steal. Dixie State matching the defensive uh, effort here by Colorado Mesa. And a good job here so far by Chesney Stevens. Really, defensively, the Trailblazers have played pretty well. They've just gotten unfortunate bounces a few times on that end. And Colorado Mesa leads. 5.55 to go first quarter. 7-2, Dixie State trailing. Trailblazers just one for five from the field. They're trying to turn that around here. Pavlika for three, left wing. Bang! A Mountain America three-pointer for Dixie State, their first of the game. Dixie State a quick 5-0 spurt within two at 7-5. And she was working the two-man game with the screen there. Her defender went underneath, and it was kind of indecisive. Rigsby, a couple of dribbles inside the arc left side, and she'll splash home a 15-footer, and it's 9-5. Dixie State trailing by four. 5.25 remaining. Rigsby, the game's leading scorer with five points. 
5.15 remaining. First quarter, Dixie State within four. Loftus for three left wing, too strong. And Siemens the rebound for the Mavericks, hands off to Turner. And those are the shots I'm talking about. When you get those open three-point looks, especially with a good shooter like Maddie Loftus, you've got to be able to capitalize. And Siemens for three the other way from the left wing, and she splashes it up and in, and it's a 12-5 Colorado Mesa lead with 450 remaining first quarter teams trading 5-0 runs and she's the sharpshooter from outside she's the 6-1 center in, in the middle an but, offensive foul the other way Dixie State will turn it back over but Siemens like I was saying 6-1 she plays down low but one of the things that is kind of her main game is to be able to stretch the floor get out play on the perimeter she's a 45% three-point shooter she is going to be tough to beat and that's going to pose a problem for Dixie State is if they get Chesney Stevens Brianna Moyati Michaela Johnson even they pull her away from the rim those rim defenders because she can play on the perimeter Dixie State with their first sub of the game it is Moyati checking in for Stevens right side jumper from Rigsby is too strong Dixie State the rebound here's Pavlika races across the timeline hesitates drives right kicks it back out to the right wing and Loftus Lopsis will dribble a couple of times at the free throw line, kicks it back out to London. London looking inside, trying to go a little pick and roll with Brianna Moyai, trying to force a pass over the top, and it's stolen. The Mavericks with it. Daniela Turner into the game. She'll hand off to McNichol. Now for Brandon. Three-point land straight away. Siemens, high post right side. Into the right corner now as Rigsby pulls up. Ten feet away on the baseline right side. A jumper. Can't get it to fall. And here comes Dixie State. That's going to be critical for the Trailblazers to be able to get the rebounds when they do miss on the offensive end for Colorado Mesa. you got to win the rebounding battle if you're going to have a chance tonight. Loftus will bounce to Franks. Franks. Skip pass right wing to Pavlika. Ten to shoot. Pavlika steps into a three. It's short. Moyati battling for the rebound. She's got it. She'll put it back up and in. A big bucket. A rebound and a bucket for Brianna Moyai. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. If you can get some offensive rebounds and get some easy looks there at the basket on your end off an offensive rebound, it's going to give you a lot of momentum and give you a good chance. Dixie State within five at 12-7. 3.14 to go first quarter. Here's Brandon. Drives off the three-point line straight away and it's fouled as she gets into the paint and as she tries to attempt the layup. And they're going to get Brianna Moyai just kind of trying to play help side defenses. Brandon was putting a lot of pressure on the Trailblazers, gets into the paint, and Moyai comes over, just gets there a hair late and is forced to foul Brandon and sending her to the free throw line, an 83% free throw shooter this season. Second foul of game, Dixie State. Chesney Stevens has one. Brianna Moyai has the other. First free throw from Brandon is up and in. 83% from the line this season is Brandon. Second one on the way up and in. Brandon makes both. Now 57 for 68 from the free throw line. Free throw is brought to you by Vintage at Canyonlands. Trailblazers within seven, 14-7. Three minutes to go first quarter. Pavlika. Left elbow to Stevenson. To the right and Loftus. Inside the arc, now kills the dribble right side. We'll hand off Moyai, right wing, seven to shoot. To Loftus, deep three, right wing. Hoists it up, and it rims in and out. And not a lot going offensively. You can see that lethal defense for Colorado Mesa. The Mavericks the other way. 2.34 remaining first quarter. Dixie State trailing by seven, 14 to seven. Baseline left, jumper. 
for Daniela Turner, the Mavericks' leading scorer, and she knocks it in. And it's a 16-7 lead, a game-high lead for the Mavericks at nine points. And she is so smooth offensively. She can get to wherever she wants to, whenever she wants to, and she's a good shooter to boot. Franks to the right side and Kesley Stevenson. Deshka Olson's up off the bench to check in for the Trailblazers on the next whistle. Stevenson holds right wing, gets a screen for Moyai to the free throw line, hands off to Pavlika. A runner in the lane, can't get it to go, gets her own rebound. Left it short the first time, second time is up and in. 16-9, second chance points for the Trailblazers. There's been a few of them. And that was a great job by Pavlika just to stay with the shot. She knew it was short. She didn't try to get back on defense. She stayed with it and got the second effort to go. Here's Rigsby driving inside on the left side. It puts it off the backboard and in. A lot of the back. points coming for Mesa right now is coming right at the rim or right around that restricted area. you got to be a better job on the perimeter to not let your uh, assignment get by you. 18-9, Dixie State trailing by nine. 123 remaining first quarter. Franks left wing. Skipping it right to Pavlika. Screen coming for Moyai. Free throw line. Jumper short. Gets her own rebound. Second time. Up and in. I think we call that play number one tonight. Screen for Moyai. High post. Pavlika misses the first time, gets the rebound, and scores the second and that time. That was the exact same play, and it was the exact same result. Pavlika just patting her stats right now. <laughs> She's going for that triple-double. 18-11, Dixie State trailing by seven. 54 seconds remaining, first quarter. Brandon, top of the key. Domgard just checked in, and she fires a three. Misfires off the left side of the rim and out of bounds. Yeah, rare miss for Savannah Domgard. A six-foot junior out of Eagle Mountain. Utah right here in the state. And a 40% three-point shooter, but a good defense there by the Dixie, Dixie State to force that kind of a deep three there. And uh, anytime you get a three that they miss, you'll take it. Substitutions. Ellie Walters and Tori Catlett in for the Mavericks. For Dixie State, Stevens is back in alongside Deshka Olson and Ashley Greenwood is in. They're on the point with 42 seconds remaining first quarter. Greenwood. Three-point land straight away to the right elbow. Now to Franks. Franks will bounce into Stevens. One-on-one with Catlett spinning right off the window, and she's fouled. Likes to turn and kind of go to her right and gets into the paint. Is fouled to get free throws, and is fouled by Sydney Brandon. Yeah, that was a good move there by Stevens. As you see, they were kind of calling for that play. She goes to her right and then back to her left and forces Catlett to kind of get underneath her arm there. Draws the foul on him. Makes the first free throw. First free throw up and in. Second one. Good. Free throws brought to you by Vintage at Canyonlands. Trailblazers back within five. 18-13. Shot clock and game clock nearly identical. Maybe half a second difference. So the Mavericks can play for the final shot. 18-13. Trailblazers. Trying to keep this a five-point game going to the second quarter. Turner steps into a deep three straight away. No, Ali Franks the rebound. Trailblazers have time here. Franks ahead to Greenwood. Half court with five. Loses and a kicked ball against Colorado Mesa. Yes. I thought it looked like. As, as Greenwood crossed over, it hit the back heel of Brandon. You see right there that right there back heel. Inbound with three, Greenwood straight away, crossing over to right, gets in the paint, fires up a jumper, no, just short. A pretty good look from Ashley Greenwood, and that would have given the Trailblazers a shot in the arm heading to the second quarter, but still within five, 
after one quarter of play. Colorado Mesa 18, Dixie State 13. Take a one-minute timeout and come back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer. And the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. What quarter of play in the book? Dixie State trailing 18-13. And, and after an 0-for-5 start from the field, Dixie State now 5-for-15, 33% from the field. Colorado Mesa in the first quarter, 7-of-14. However, Dixie State, four turnovers in the first half, in the first quarter. Seems like they have settled down in the last few minutes. Yeah, and, they may, and Mesa forces almost 17 turnovers a game, so you got to cut back on that for Dixie State. And right on cue, Dixie State will turn it over for their fifth of the first half. Trailblazers being led by seven points from London Pavlika. Seven of the 13 so far. Here's Turner. For the Mavericks will set it up. 15 to shoot. Brianna, Brianna Gillen is up off the bench. She'll check in next whistle. Deep jumper for the Mavericks. Rims out, but they get the offensive rebound. Looking for Catlett inside. Inside to Brandon now. A runner off the back iron. And an offensive rebound again for the Mavericks. They're trying to see if the third time's the charm here. Brandon, dribble handoff, Walters. Dribbling left, now gives to Turner. Free throw line jumper, too strong. Offensive rebound, Catlett. A fourth try on this possession. And this is where I talked about rebounds. It's going to be so critical. You cannot give this team extra possessions, especially when they're so good defensively. There's Turner, three-point land straight away. Driving right, gets inside, high off the window, tapped around, offensive rebound. Turner, a fifth try. Baseline right side, Turner scores it. Rings around and falls through. When you get five tries at it, you're bound to score. 20-13, to 13, Dixie State trailing by seven. That was just the first possession of the second quarter. <laughs> it lasted one minute and 20 seconds off the four offensive rebounds. Trailblazers the other way. Settling into the offense. Franks with 12 to shoot. To the left side, Stevenson. Back to Franks. Three-point land straight away. Seven to shoot. Here's Olsen dribbling left. Gets to the left block. Stops. Kicks it out. Franks fires a three with two seconds left on the shot clock. Rims out. And Brandon tries to chase it down. And she'll knock it out of bounds. Dixie State will have it back. I think Stevens touched it off the loose ball. I don't know if Sidney Brandon thought that the Mavericks touched it. Now the referee's discussing. And that's a shot clock discussion that there was never full possession after the miss. So shot clock will be at 20 is what they're asking for. And the ball definitely hit the rim. So it, it should have gone back to at least 20, which is what they're going to yeah. rule now. So it, because it's there it's was... the offensive rebound reset. There was never clear possession exactly. after the, the missed shot. So here we go. Dixie State will try to find some second chance points. Pavlika. Off a screen from Gillen. Pick and pop to Gillen, left wing. Hands off to Loftus, eight to shoot. Behind the back dribble, step back three. Left wing is short. Ball tapped around and into the hands of the Trailblazers. Dixie State getting some offensive rebounds here. Pavlika inside, and she is fouled on her way to the bucket. So here Both we, teams giving up yeah, offensive rebounds. Here we, ha- here we have had two possessions in this second quarter. Two, in almost two and a half minutes, two minutes and 20 <laughs> seconds have gone off the clock. 
Dixie State with a minute-long possession on that end, and they go to the free-throw line with Leonard Pavica, who's already leading the team in scoring right now with seven points. She gets an opportunity as a 52% free-throw shooter to try to get a few and here. It, and I think we've got a technical foul after the play against the visitor bench. That was on the visitor bench. So... I mean, no further explanation whether that was a player at the end of the bench. Pavlik will make the first technical free throw. And I'm just wondering, and I think J.D. Gustin is, is wondering too. I mean, Pavlik is not your best free, free throw shooter. And those might have been her free those throws. Those must have been her free throws because I, I was wondering. So she shot her, her regular common foul free throws. And now here's Maddie Loftus, who's nearly automatic, over 90% for the free throw line to shoot the two technical free throws. Which answers my question Absolutely. as to why you would put uh, a 53% free throw shooter on the line to shoot two technical free throws then, when you could choose anyone and a, a wise choice in Matty Loftus who knocks them both down. And that was an astute observation by you that Coach Gustin was asking the question, literally, who's shooting the technical free throws? Are these them? Well, here we go. Dixie State makes three of the four free throws and now has possession. This could be a huge possession. A big swing. Pavlika holding right wing. Dixie State trailing 20 to 16. London to the left elbow. Stops, spins, floats it. No, gets her own rebound after it's tapped by Stevens. She's trapped underneath the bucket. Finds Gillen. One dribble. Shot blocked. And Turner comes down with it for the Mavericks. Yeah, that was an unfortunate <clears throat> possession there for Dixie State as they could have had the opportunity to make it a five-point possession. Here's Walters the other way for CMU. Backs into the right corner, now drives the baseline. Looking inside, a good look for McNichol. Leaves the layup short left side. Would have been a nifty play had it been finished, but here come the Trailblazers. Loftus, spot up three, right wing, too strong. And Turner, another rebound on the defensive end, and here come the Mavericks. 20-16, to 6-4 remaining second quarter. Turner dribbles into a free throw line jumper. Off the right side, Pavlik of the rebound, and the Dixie State coaches urging them forward. Ahead to Loftus, left side. Short corner left side. Bounce inside to Stevens now, and her shot is blocked by Ellie Walters, excuse me, by Siemens, and out of bounds off of Stevens, and Colorado Mesa will have it back. And that's where that length comes into play. Kelsey Siemens, only 6'1". She matches up with Stevens very well, but she's very long. She's got very long arms and a wide, a, a wide wingspan, and able to block that shot. Still a four-point game. Now here's Siemens, left corner. She splashes it home. Her second triple of the night. A block on one end and a three-pointer on the other. And it's a 23-16 lead for the Mavericks. And Kelsey Siemens doing it all for CMU tonight. Loftus hesitates, drives inside. Another block for Siemens. It'll go out of bounds, and Dixie State will maintain the possession. Franks will check back in for Gillen. 5.54 to go here in quarter number two. Once again, Kelsey Siemens... Very, very good defensively. Just not able to allow you to get a lot of points there at the rim. And that's kind of where Colorado Mesa is doing right now. They're saying, hey, if you want to try to take it to her, go go right ahead. And that's where you got to make your open threes when you get them because you're not going to get a whole lot in the restricted area with Siemens guarding the rim. Have a look at Olsen right wing. Now Stevens, high post right side. One dribble, stops at the free throw line. Now lobs to Olsen. Got to have a shot. She doesn't see it. It's going to be a shot clock violation. And a turnover back to Colorado Mesa. Kesley Stevenson will check in for Olsen. 
And Colorado Mesa could take the first double-digit lead of the game with a three-pointer on this possession. 23-16, 5.34 remaining. Siemens, top of the key, inside for Rigsby. Follow-away jumper in the lane, and it's true. 25-16, a nine-point lead for the Mavericks, matching their game high. And speaking of nine points, nine points already for Rigsby, averaging nine points per game already on the season. She's matched that in just 15 minutes here tonight. Franks to the free throw line, kick back out. Loft is nearly stolen. She comes away with it, though. Maddie to the left side, and Franks drives to the free throw line. Touch pass into the corner. Pavlico for three. Right corner, and she'll splash it home. She's got 11, and she's already got eight rebounds. 11 points, eight rebounds in the first half for London Pavlica. Colorado Mesa to answer three ball left wing. It's up and in for Kylan Rigsby, and she's feeling it. 28-19, remaining. Substitutions coming in. It's the media timeout. Under five media. 4.42 remaining second quarter. Colorado Mesa 28, Dixie State 19. Take the one-minute timeout and come back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. 4.42 remaining second quarter. Dixie State trailing 28-19 as we welcome you back into the Burns Arena. Carrick Segmuller and Drayson Ball with you. And Drayson, every time it seems like Dixie State does something good, trying to fight back into it, Colorado Mesa has an answer, whether it's Rigsby, whether it's Siemens, whether it's McNichol, or whether it's Turner. They have all these weapons they can use offensively. They only score 63 points per game, but certainly they have some firepower offensively and able to answer what Dixie State has been able to do offensively. Yeah, and if you're going to ask me what Dixie State's path to victory is, is, is you've got to be able to score. I mean, obviously that's the name of the game. It sounds silly, but if you can... If, if this game is a 45 to 50 game, you're, you're not going to have a chance to win this one if you're going to play their style of the game. But if you can get up to 65, 70, 75 points, you're going to give yourself a good opportunity. Moyati back into the game for the Trailblazers. Here's Pavlika. Back and forth, left to right. Now crosses over left, stops, kicks to Ali Franks, 13 to shoot, into the lane. A jumper, and it dies on the back iron and falls through. 28-21, 4-16 remaining second quarter. Trailblazers within seven. Allie Franks gets on the board with her first deuce of the afternoon off a good feed from from Pavlica. And an offensive foul away from the ball. It's Sierra McNichol fighting for position in the lane. And Dixie State will get it back. 13 foul against Colorado Mesa. Here in quarter number two. Love to see Dixie State put together a little run before halftime. Loftus. Driving right, kicks to Allie Franks. Three-point lands straight away. Driving to her left, 10-footer, hangs, can't hit it. Offensive rebound, Moyati, the putback, no, but she's fouled. So close to an and-one opportunity for Brianna Moyati, but nevertheless, 
She goes to the free throw line for two vintage at Canyonland free throws. Already the ninth offensive rebound for Dixie State. They are dominating right now on the boards with a plus seven advantage in rebounding right now. And like you, like I said, if you can get ten, you know, ten offensive rebounds per half, they're already at nine. You get all those extra possessions. It's going to give yourself an an easy opportunity to get some easy buckets. And against a tough defense that doesn't allow you to get a lot of easy buckets, those offensive rebounds certainly help. 347 remaining. Dixie State. Going to go to the free throw line. Some confusion here. I, I think the referees are trying to identify exactly how many team fouls there are against the Mavericks. We mentioned after the last foul that it was three, and now it should be four, and it's up to four. Four team fouls against Colorado Mesa in the second quarter. And Brianna Moyai. Trailblazers shoot free throws the rest of the way. First one up for Moyai, and it's off the left side. Brianna just a 47% free throw shooter to try to split the trip here. And cut this game to a six-point lead for the Mavericks. 28-21. 3.47 remaining. Second one. Up and in. Free throws brought to you by Vintage Boyan. at Canyonlands. So Raya Winira into the game for the Mavericks for the first time. And she has her first touch top of the key. Looking back door for Rigsby. Baseline right jumper. She's deadly from just about anywhere on the floor, but the mid-range game especially yeah, and for Kylan Rigsby. 14 points for her already. Only a 31% field goal shooter on the season, so she's having a really breakout game here tonight. Pavlika, backdoor look for Franks. Up and in with contact. Allie Franks, the bucket, the harm, and she'll have a free throw. A great cut, but it was an even better find by London Pavlika. As you see, Allie Franks sets up her defender by juking to her left, and that gets Winier to commit towards the three-point line. Allie Franks dips back door. London Pavlika finds her on a nice feed, and she lays it up and in for two. Franks will have one free throw. Four points for Allie. Free throw is up and in. And it's a three-point Colorado Mesa lead, 30-27. to 27. 2.43 to go. We've got a game inside the Burns Arena. There's Rigsby, right corner, spinning away from Loftus. Stops, 10-foot jumper right side. Missed this one, and Pavlika able to chase down the long rebound. Her 10th of the game already. Ahead to Loftus for three to tie. Yes! We are tied at 30. Yeah. 2.20 to go until halftime. Another Mountain America three-pointer from Maddie Loftus. Get the ultimate rewards checking account, mile-style checking from Mountain America. It features rewards like gift cards, cash back, and more. Details at macu.com. Colorado Mesa to answer three-pointer straight away. It's off the mark from Domgard. Domgard's taken two shots in this game, and they've both been from the top of the key and missed badly on three-pointers. And now Dixie State can take its first lead of the game on this possession. And a first first half, excuse me, Garrett, first half double-double by London Pavlik, 11 points, 10 rebounds. Tied at 30, 155 to go. Franks, left side jumper, up and in. Dixie State leads 32-30, and Colorado Mesa wants timeout. The Trailblazers come storming back to take the lead, 32-30. It's an 8-0 run for the Trailblazers over the last minute and 15 seconds. And if you go back even further, a 13-2 run over the last three minutes. It's a 30-second timeout, so we'll keep it right here. Timeouts are brought to you by Dairy Queen. Remember, if you sign up for the DQ mobile app, you can receive a free small blizzard and new deals every week. Remember, this is fan food, not fast food. Dixie State 
a 32-30 lead. And now, I thought the referee just said they extended it to a full, but Mavericks have already broken the huddle. So here we go. They charged him a full. And it's just going to, they're only going to take the 30. Mavericks will have to go the full length of the floor. And here we go. Dixie State on the heels of a 13-2 run have taken a 32-30 lead of the number 22 Mavericks. Brandon calling for help finds Rigsby. Rigsby. Kicking it back. Swinging it left. Brandon. Leads for Domgard to the right side. Here's Brandon. Brandon, top of the key. Turner with four to shoot, three to shoot, two to shoot. Ball is loose. Top of the key. Not going to get a shot off. No, they did. Nope, shot clock violation. Shot did not draw iron. And Coach Taylor Wagner is infuriated. I tried to make up a word there. He's so mad I made up a new word. He's calling for Dixie State players not to be able to put his hand, their hands on his players, and, and it is a 5 nothing foul count at this point in favor of Dixie State. Trailblazers with 1-10 remaining in the first. Franks blows past her defender. High off the window, no. And the rebound to Rigsby and the Mavericks. But I like that. Allie Franks trying to get her in her own shot, and she get trying to get into a, into a rhythm on this possession. And here comes the first Dixie State foul of the second quarter. It'll go against Kesley Stevenson. Kind of getting caught, trying to fight through a screen. The arms extend out, and that made it appear as if she was pushing through the screen. Chesney Stevens will check in. Deshka Olsen will check in. And Brianna Moyai is going to get a breather. Good minutes for Moyai. And Dixie State take the lead in the locker room. We'll find out. Turner for three straight away. She says, not if I have anything to say about it. Knocks in the three, and it's a 33-32 Colorado Mesa lead. Franks finds Loftus as she had to track back to help get the ball in. Now they give to Pavlika. Gets it across the timeline, left side. Pavlika nearly had it stolen away, looking back to Coach Gustin for the play call. London crossing over to her left. Kicks to Franks. Gets inside. Jumps it. No. Tapped around. Stevens can't get the rebound. Shot clock is off. Mavericks can add to the lead here. They're smart. They'll just play for one. Here's Winira. Now for Turner. And they are going to back it out. Just play for one. So right now, certainly look like the Mavericks will have the one point or more lead at the half. Now six and a five. Turner straight away guarded by Loftus to the free throw line. Left elbow jumper. No. And the ball tapped out of bounds. And that'll do it for the first half. Colorado Mesa 33, Dixie State 32, but what a run from the Trailblazers to fight back into this thing, and we have a game, a completely different feel inside the Burns Arena over the last three minutes of the second quarter. Yeah, you can certainly feel the energy ramp up, especially from Dixie State's bench. They're into this game. The momentum completely flipped. It was Mesa all the way until about the last, like you said, three or four minutes in that in that first half, but then you made a couple of shots. The crowd got in. Would you go on a 13-2 run? You get yourself within one at the halftime break, which if you'd have asked either of us before the game, if you said you could be within one at halftime, I think we would take that every single yep. time at Dixie State, 33-32, going into halftime. 100%. Let's take a quick look at our first half highlights as we get set for our Seven Oaks Jewelers halftime report. 
Chesney Stevens got on the board first for the Trailblazers, and that broke a scoreless stretch of four consecutive misses. Then it was London Pavlika. She finishes 11 points and 10 rebounds on track to be our SkyWest Airlines player of the game. Brianna Moyai came in. She scored three in the first half and had a some big minutes. Pavlika had three p- different possessions where she missed or a teammate missed. She got the offensive rebound and scored it, and that's why she's already at 10 rebounds. Hitting from the right corner is Pavlika. I mean, this is like the London Pavlika highlight reel. But Maddie Loftus has seven. Allie Franks has seven, as you see a couple of points there for Allie Franks. Yeah, and then this was the pass right here from London Pavlika. I mean, why not be the London Pavlika show? She carried a lot of the offense for the Trailblazers in the first half. And then, of course, Maddie Loftus hits the three there. Dixie State, just three of 12 from downtown. You had Loftus hit one, and you hit uh, uh, Pavlika hit another one as well. So if you can get a few more of those good looks, I mean, you've had a few wide-open ones that just haven't gone down. Three of 12 is not great from the three-point line. If you can get maybe four or five, six more maybe threes in the second half, you're going to give yourself a great opportunity. Trailblazers within one at the half, 33-32. We'll just give you a few quick numbers. 33% from the field for Dixie State. I, I think that's the good news. You shot 33% the first half. You're only down one. Colorado Mesa goes 43%. Dixie State does clean up, starts taking care of the ball a little bit better uh, after four early turnovers, just two more. So six at the half. Meanwhile, four turnovers for Colorado Mesa. Dixie State, like we have mentioned, uh, is leading the rebounding battle, 21 to 16, including 9 to 5 on the offensive glass. And, and a lot of these things are the recipe for success for the Trailblazers. They've just got to find a way. It seems like, although Colorado Mesa does have the lead, those last few minutes, I think Dixie State is the team that's taking the, the, the momentum into the halftime break. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how they how they come out in the second half as the Trailblazers go back in and say, we don't care that this team is undefeated. We're playing with them. We're only down by one. And, you know, they've got to lose sometime. It might as well be us that deals them that first loss. Yeah, another one of the glaring stats for Dixie State, at least defensively. They're 5 of 8 right now from downtown. Our Colorado Mesa, that's 62%. They're only a 30% three-point shooting team. So they're going to cool off a little bit from downtown. They're not going to go 5 of 8 again in the second half. And then for you, Dixie State, you're 9 of 11 from the free throw line. So you're getting to the free throw line often enough and you're making them at a pretty decent clip that if you can continue to do that you're going to give yourself some easy points at the free throw line and then once that happens you get some momentum you get you know you see a, a shot go through the rim you know then you're going to get yourself into a momentum and, and a rhythm offensively you might see some few other threes or shots go down as a result of that and then Colorado Mesa just two of two from the free throw line so they're not gone there only one time and so that's going to be one of the kings to keep an eye on for me if you're Dixie State try to get to the free throw line and get some easy points there. It's your Seven Oaks Jewelers Halftime Report. Seven Oaks Fine Jewelers is your one-stop shop for jewelry in St. George, Utah. Custom engagement rings, wedding bands, diamond earrings, custom laser engraving, and much more. Raging Red is performing at halftime, performing to a Ben Rector song. Very good taste in music. I like it. like it a lot. Trailblazers down by one, 33-32. Let's take the five-minute halftime break and come back with more on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. Ad Council. It's back to the action for DSU Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf, St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Back in time, to Dixie State trailing 33-32, but Dixie State trailed as by as many as nine points in the first half. And they used a 13-2 run 
to take the lead briefly. And then it was Daniela Turner with a three-pointer straight away to take back the lead for the Trailblazers. Or excuse me, for the Mavericks at 33-32. But what a game we've got going here tonight as Dixie State hanging tough with the top team in the RMAC. Undefeated 11-0 in the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference and ranked number 22. Broke into the WBCA top 25 this week at number 22. And it's interesting. Uh, their overall records are the, are the same right now, Westminster and Colorado Mesa. Um, Colorado Mesa does have a, a one-game difference, a one-game one lead in the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. But the Griffins up in Salt Lake City are uh, pounded on the door of the top 15 in, in the country right now. They've been ranked most of the year. And Colorado Mesa just now broke into the top 25, just kind of an interesting observation. And you'll have a top 25 matchup when the Mavericks go up to Salt Lake City tomorrow night. The question will be, will there be a first place tie as the Mavericks go up to Salt Lake City? And of course, we haven't checked the score yet in Salt Lake City to see a very tough and the third place team in Western Colorado taking on um, taking on the Westminster College Griffins tonight. So. A lot of good basketball played in the state of Utah tonight. Uh, we want to give you a, a reminder uh, for all you Trailblazer fans out there, a shameless plug for our Trailblazer weekly show. Every Wednesday at 3 p.m., Drayson and I will break down all things Dixie State Athletics with interviews with coaches, student-athletes, uh, trivia challenges. Uh, Drayson got the win in our most recent trivia challenge. Uh, it was Fact or Fiction this last Wednesday. Uh, and we do have an update from Salt Lake City, Western Colorado 27, Westminster 18. The Griffins, or excuse me, the Mountaineers will be in the Burns Arena tomorrow night. This is probably the toughest home weekend of the season for the Trailblazers. I won't say the toughest weekend because they've got to make the return trip to Grand Junction and to Gunnison in just a couple of weeks. But there's kind of a look around the Rocky Mountain. Murky Mountain Athletic Conference a little bit. And, and these are your top four teams. There's like a four-way tie for that fourth-place spot right now. But Dixie State, as the standings show, are in that fourth-place spot right now. And it goes Colorado Mesa, Westminster, Western Colorado, and Dixie State. The Trailblazers would love to get a win tonight and get uh, make some moves and have a shot at Western Colorado tomorrow night as well, again, the Trailblazers, as we revisit the halftime stats, 33% in the first half from the field, and it's London Pavlika leading the way, our, our leading early candidate for our SkyWest Airlines player of the game. 11 points, 10 rebounds, a first-half double-double, uh, three assists as well. So if London Pavlika can get seven assists in the second half, which is certainly feasible, you could see the first triple-double of the season, and, and it's just the second triple-double of this program's history. But, Drayson, more importantly, the Trailblazers absolutely want this win. They need this win. They want to. They have goals they want to accomplish. They don't just want to play in the RMAC tournament. They want to host some games in the RMAC tournament, and it starts with getting some wins here and protecting home floor, protecting the Burns Arena. So if the Trailblazers are to finish this thing off and to win this ball game, what do you see needing to happen in the second half? I, I think you've just got to score. You've got to be able to make open shots. I said earlier in the broadcast, 
if this is going to be a 45 to 50 point kind of game in that range, that plays right into Colorado Mesa's hands. That's exactly the kind of game that they want to play. Make it tough on you defensively, keep your score low, and, and, and score enough points to win the game. But if you, as a Dixie State team, can score a lot of points, I mean, we know this team can only score average of 63 points per game, and so they're right on pace for that right now, maybe just a hair more than 63 at this point because they had a really good three-point shooting half in that first half. They're going to cool off from there, so you can expect them to be right around that 65 points per game. If you can run the score up and get to 70, 75, who knows, maybe even get to 80 if you have an awesome half in the second half you're going to give yourself a great chance because it's a team that doesn't rely on their offense to win games. They rely on their defense to hold you to a number and they score more than that number. And so if you can score a lot of points in this one, you're going to have a good chance going down the stretch. Dixie State with 32 points right now. So on pace, if they were to double that, is 64 points. The most points Colorado Mesa has given up this season, 61 points in a 70-61 to win over MSU Denver. The most points the Mavericks have scored, 87, and that was the first game of the year in an 87-49 win over Cameron out of the Lone Star Conference. 32, 33-32. We're back at it. Both teams, the original starting five. Mavericks, the first possession of the third quarter, moving left, right to left across your radio dial. And an offensive foul, first possession of the third quarter for the Mavericks. And it will be Sierra McNichol picking up the foul on the moving screen. Yeah, and she just was never set there. She came over to set the screen, but she never actually planted her feet. That's an easy call for the for the referee. 9 to 50 to go. Just 10 seconds into the third quarter. And Dixie State looking to retake the lead. It's only lead of the game. has been a 32-30 lead late in the second quarter. Loftus. We'll try to pass out to Stevenson and stolen back. Teams trade turnovers. And here comes Sidney Brandon up the left side, angling to the center of the floor now. We'll back it up. D-Lo goes straight away. To the right side, we near him. Out of Brandon, holding right wing, 14 to shoot. Mavericks methodical in the second possession of the third quarter. We near him. Right side, Brandon. Brandon gives to Anderson. Right corner, three. Too strong, and the rebound to Chesney Stevens. She goes up high and snares the board. And again, if you're Dixie State, you want them to take those late in the shot clock shots as they had to kind of force that one up from three, a shot you don't want to take if you're Colorado Mesa, especially in that low shot clock situation. 33-32, Stevenson has it stripped out of her hands, and then it's at the feet of Stevenson and Sophie Anderson, and a whistle rings out. Are they going to say that the Colorado Mesa player kicked it? Mm -hmm. Okay, Sophie Anderson kicked the ball. Looked like Kesley Stevenson did, too, at the same time. We'll get another look at it. Kind of, yep, let's see the kick. That's a great call. It was a baseline referee that called that one. She had the best look at it. She did. 33-32. Dixie State trailing by one. Neither team has scored in the third quarter. Pavlika looking back door. Nothing there. Instead, Loftus right wing. Shot clock down to five. And a four. Loftus to Franks with two and one. Got to have a shot. Didn't get it out of her hands in time. Shot clock violation. Yeah, it was a great move by Allie Franks. She just needed a second longer to have just a good a good look. She drives baseline, gets to that short corner, and the pump fake sends her defender flying by, but just ran out of time on the shot clock. 8.25 to go third quarter. Dixie State trailing 33-32 on the Camping World scoreboard. 
Winira will spot up three right wing, too strong. Tap back out, offensive rebound of Mavericks. And here's Rigsby. No, thought about a three and said, then does take a three. Pump fake, one dribble to the left and buries a three from the left wing. And yeah, Maddie Loftus left her feet. She bit on the pump fake from Rigsby and she took one dribble to her left and pulled up from three again and she knocks it down for her 17th point of the afternoon. 36-32. Mavericks a four-point lead. Pavlika to Ashley Greenwood. Just checked in. Loftus, free throw line. Ducks inside. She's fouled. Free throw's coming. And that's, if you're Dixie State, that's, that's what you've got to do. I mean, if you know, Colorado Mesa wants to contest aggressively and want to try to block everything, you take it at them and, and draw the foul. That's what we saw Dixie State do in the second quarter. And now right back to the free throw line is Maddie Loftus, where she was four for four in the first half. First one here is good. And Maddie Loftus, he's just being aggressive and going right to the paint, and she just drives it right at the the teeth of the Colorado Mesa defense, and that's what you got to do when Eric comes over to help. And just a little bit late, fouls Maddie Loftus. Second free throw, rolls around and falls through. Loftus, nine points, six for six at the free throw line. Free throws brought to you by Vintage at Canyonlands, and it's a two-point game, 36-34, 7.38 to go third quarter. Siemens for three, right corner, missed it. A foul away from the ball, right in front of the ball, really. The foul that was not on the shooter. Sydney Brandon set a screen and then was kind of pushed to the ground by Allie Franks right here. So it did not affect the shooter. Colorado Mesa essentially will have an offensive rebound here and have it back with 20 to shoot. Anderson will trigger to Winera, and it's tipped and stolen away by Ashley Greenwood. Are they going to call a foul on Ashley? They are. And Coach Gustin is incredulous, as is Ashley Greenwood. She makes the initial tip, and then it's a loose ball from that point. They've got, they each have a hand on the other's hip, and that's just a 50-50 ball. That's a tough call against Ashley Greenwood. That absolutely she made a great a play. Call. Yeah, it was a great play to get that left hand in there to tip the ball away on that uh, handoff exchange there, that screen exchange. Tough break for Dixie State. Mavericks will have it again. Here's Brandon. Winera. The Turner. Free throw line jumper. She likes that spot. Hasn't been able to hit yet, though. From that spot. Missed it. Pavlika the rebound. But credit the length of Kesley Stevens to get yes. a hand up in her face and make it tough on her. And Coach Gusson just put her back in before that play. Pavlika spinning in the lane. Tosses one up. It's way off. Dixie State. Can't secure the offensive rebound. Here come the Mavericks. It's Brandon. They'll leave it for Siemens, and it's stolen from behind by London Pavlika. Brandon probably should have just laid that one up. Instead, trying to leave it for Siemens, and Pavlika was able to recover and make the steal. And great effort from London Pavlika. She was 94 free from baseline to baseline to get that steal. Dixie State still without a field goal. Here in quarter number three, and approaching three and a half minutes gone by. Pavlika, left wing, shot clock to seven. Down to five. She'll fire a three. It's short. Offensive rebound. Stevens. He's fouled on the putback. 6.32 to go. Third quarter. And Chesney Stevens will try to tie it up from the free throw line. And the foul against Winera. Stevens 79% for the free throw line this season. Two for two today. And gets that one. 
Five points for Stevens, and with this one could tie the game up at 36-36. And missed that one. The long rebound chased down by Catlett. 36-35, Dixie State within one. Back to the halftime deficit now of one point. Turner driving left, elevates, can't hit off the window. Dixie State the rebound. And once again, the length of Kesley Stevenson playing a factor there. And a turnover. Miscommunication between Pavlika and Greenwood. Get your two main point guards out there on the floor at the same time. Pavlika was expecting Greenwood to come back to her. Greenwood kept going, and the pass sailed out of bounds. 36-35, 6.04 to go third quarter. Turner inside, runs over Stevens. No whistle, just a no call, and the rebound is lost and out of bounds. Dixie State will get it back. That contact was outside the restricted area, so shocked it was a no call. And that was good action run by Taylor Wagner. What do you do to get Kesley Stevenson off your best player, off of your best score, Daniela Turner? You run her off a double screen. That had Kesley Stevens trail, Stevenson trailing the play, and she was able to get Daniela Turner an easy look. 36-35. Dixie State with the possession. Can they retake the lead here? Still looking for that first field goal of the third quarter. We're nearly halfway through the period. Stevenson catches left elbow. A little bit of contact from Turner. No whistle. To the right side. And Pavlik gets tapped away by Brandon and should complete the steal. One-on-one with London inside now. Throws up a shot. Circus shot. Missed it. Was trying to draw the contact. No whistle. Dixie State the rebound. Here's Pavlika in transition. Swipe that from behind. Loses. Regains. Now here's Stevenson to the right side of Franks. Franks to Pavlika. Dixie State just 3 of 13 from the outside today. Shot clock. Down to 12. Here's Franks, right wing. She'll try a three. No. Brandon the rebound. For the Mavericks. She'll push it across the timeline. Leaves it with Rigsby. Three right wing is short. Ball is loose. Stevenson is the last to touch it. And it goes out of bounds at five minutes even. And that will bring us to the third quarter media timeout. Colorado Mesa 36, Dixie State 35. A low scoring third quarter. And it remains at the halftime deficit of one point. Take the 60-second timeout and come back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back. State a 36-35 lead or a deficit, and as we take an early look at our SkyWest Airlines Player of the Game for Dixie State, certainly would be London Pavlika. 11 points, 11 rebounds, a double-double, three assists as well for London Pavlika. And we'll continue to keep an eye on what she does through the rest of this game. Remind you, fly St. George Regional Airport. You're one flight from anywhere. Book today to fly to Dallas, Fort Worth, Phoenix, Los Angeles, Denver, or Salt Lake City. All flights operated by SkyWest Airlines. Mavericks with possession out of the timeout. Inbound to Siemens. Hand back off Brandon. Shot clock at 18. Plenty of time for CMU. Brandon behind the back dribble. Kills the dribble now. Free throw line looking for help. He'll pass it out and get it right back. Eight to shoot. Hands off to Turner. 
Turner crossing over on Stevenson. Helped by Pavlika. Two to shoot. One to shoot. Three on the way. Right wing. Yes. With one second left on the shot clock. And Rigsby splashes it home. And that hurts. Yeah, that one kills if you're Dixie State. You played great defense for the entirety of the shot clock. And Rigsby hoists one up as a shot clock buzzer goes off. And it goes in. Loftus loses, regains on the right wing, and Dixie State trailing 39-35. Dixie State still without a field goal here in the third quarter. Franks kicking to the left corner. Good find. Pavlika for three, left it short. Looked kind of weird coming out. And Colorado Mesa the rebound. And she had Kesley Stevenson in the other corner, a better three-point shooter. And the Mavericks find a layup in transition. It's Tori Catlett. And just like that, it's a six-point Colorado Mesa lead. And Coach Gustin wants timeout. Can't afford to let this one get any farther away from you. And he'll take the timeout, and that will take us to another media. 3.52 remaining. Dixie State trailing 41-35. Can they fight back into this one? We'll find out after the one-minute timeout on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Colorado Mesa leading this series between Dixie State 7-4, the 12th all-time meeting between Dixie State and Colorado Mesa in the Division II era. The Trailblazers' last win against the Mavericks came in 2010. Colorado Mesa sporting a six-game win streak in the series and a 41-35 lead in the game. Trailblazers with possession out of the timeout, 3.50 remaining, trailing 41-35. Franks inside, has it blocked and into the hands of Siemens. Yeah, Siemens once again makes her presence known. Her fourth block already tonight as they ran the same play on the previous possession. The Mavericks trying to add to a six-point advantage here in the third quarter. Rigsby. A runner. No. Maddie Loftus the rebound. Good box out there by Maddie Loftus. Dixie State continuing to lead the rebound battle. Here comes my captain obvious statement of the night. Dixie State has got to score. Pavlika for three left corner. No. Rims out. Brandon the rebound for the Mavericks. 3.08 remaining third quarter, and Franks is going to get called for a reaching foul on the way up the floor, reaching in. And you see Allie tries to steal one away here and just, just taps with that left leg. I yeah. think just got yep. contact with Brandon there. But anytime referee sees a player fall on a reach in the same play, it's almost automatic the whistle's coming. 41-35, here's Turner working on Stevenson, loses it out of bounds. Kesley Stevenson has done an incredible job on Daniela Turner tonight. He hasn't scored a single point, but she has kept the leading score for the, Maver- for the Mavericks at just five points, incredible defense, several times in this quarter alone as she disrupted Daniela Turner. Do you believe in the curse of the commentator? Sure. You just said that Turner hasn't scored yet. You might have jinxed it. I said Stevenson hasn't scored yet. Oh, Stevenson. Because Turner has scored. I knew he had to read. Dixie State with possession, an eight to shoot. Inside Moyai lays it up and in. A good look from Matty Lostis. And Mo- a four-point game again. Moyai just got on the backside of uh, Siemens there and was just kind of able to keep her, her backside into her enough long enough to get that over-the-top pass. Turner 
Right corner, Dixie State within four, 41-37, remaining. Brandon, give the Turner. Screen coming on Stevenson's right side, but Turner doesn't use it. Instead, throws a circus shot out the window from 15 feet away, right side, and somehow it finds its way through. Turner with nine points. And I guess if you're a believer in the law of averages, that one had to go in. And a tip and a steal the other way as Pavlika had it knocked out of her hands by Brandon, who was trailing the play. 43-37, Dixie State trailing by six. And a tip and whistles. Maddie Loftus is going to get called for a foul. She's going for a loose ball after the tip. And kind of, I don't know if she tripped while she was going for the loose ball. Well, she Calla, just banged into Rigsby. Catla was trying to throw it down low to Rigsby. Rigsby wasn't looking for the ball, so as Catla went to release it, she realized that she's not looking at me. I'm going to throw it to Dixie State, and, and that's kind of where that play developed. Inbound pass to Turner, missed the close layup. Dixie State the rebound. Only one field goal in this quarter for Dixie State. Now here's Loftus for three right wing. Short, leaves it short. Ball is loose. Loftus will chase the ball all the way back across the timeline and has the rebound. That may be the longest rebound she will get in her entire career. Chased it back down nearly to the other three-point line. Olsen for three right wing. No. Brianna Gillen offensive rebound. Putting it back up. No. Turn of the rebound for the Mavericks. Dixie State just not hitting their three-pointers right now are 0-4-6 in this second quarter, third, second half. Turner will drive inside and score right side, and it's an eight-point game, 45-37. Dixie State needing some points here as Brandon nearly got another steal. She likes to kind of trail the play, see if she can be sneaky and get a steal. Loftus to Moyai. Moyai to Olsen, left wing. Top of the key now. Rihanna Moyai to Gillen, left elbow. Gillen to Loftus, a little bit of space. Fires a three straight away. She rattles it home. 45-40. Trailblazers within five. 25 seconds remaining. Shot clock is off. And Dixie State had to have that one, a little shot in the arm as they try to finish this quarter off with a nice defensive stop after a three. It'll be Turner, D-Logo straight away. 10 seconds remaining, third quarter. Out of the seven and six. Five, Turner, swinging around. Here's Rigsby with two and one. Turner at the horn, straight away, and she hits it at the buzzer to make it an eight-point Maverick lead again, a three-point shot straight away. Fading away even. Let's see if she got it off in time. It looked to be good in real time, and they certainly counted it. Let's see on the replay if she did indeed get it off in time. We'll take a look at that when we can. Perhaps a little trouble with the replay machine. 48-40, but it looked good in live action. Trailblazers down by eight after three quarters of play. Going to have some work to do in quarter number four. Let's take a, let's keep it right here. Instead of stepping away, let's keep it right here. And we'll just kind of talk through this. Remind you that timeouts are brought to you by Dairy Queen. And they the are going to review this. are going to look at it to see if they got it off. So they'll radio back into the van. It looked in live. Real, in real time, it did look like it, it was good, but you never know in those type of situations. And, and I mentioned this on our previous broadcast last weekend. If you have the technology to, and you have you know the accessible, why not use it and, and make sure you get the, get the call right? Because they are indeed reviewing it right now. She did indeed get it off. Plenty it's of time. 
0.7 seconds on the clock when she got it off. Skywest Airlines player of the game. We kind of mentioned it earlier in the game. Right now for Dixie State, it's looking like London Pavlika. 11 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. Maddie Loftus has 12 points, 3 rebounds as well. She's 6 of 6 from the line. She's made a couple of 3-point shots. So Maddie Loftus and London Pavlika are player of the game watch. Brought to you by Skywest Airlines. As we enter the fourth quarter of play, 48-40, Dixie State trailing by eight, and Colorado Mesa will have the possession out of the timeout. And here come the Mavericks. Mavericks have not had a double-digit lead yet tonight. It's been within single digits all night long. And they change that here. Shot clock to five and four. They'll throw it away. Good defense by Dixie State. And the Trailblazers will have it back. 48-40, trailing by eight. Yeah, and that offensive possession was going nowhere for Colorado Mesa. Even if they don't throw it away there, they're going to have to force up a long three near the shot, end of the shot clock. Not a lot of offense there on that possession. Olsen will bounce to Moyai. Moyai, dribble handoff to Loftus. Loftus swings it back. Gillen open three straight away is short. Greenwood trying to track down the offensive rebound. She can't handle it, but she does tip it off of Sydney Brandon. And Dixie State will have it back. Once again, Dixie State just not able to knock down those open threes. They're four of 20 on the game. Just one of eight in this second half. Here's Ashley Greenwood. Well, handoff to Loftus. Crossing over to a right. Now to the left. Leaving for Gillen. Swinging it right. Greenwood will line up a three. Misfires from the right wing. And Colorado Mesa has the rebound. Rigsby, baseline left side, working on Olsen. is fouled on her way to the bucket. And a couple of free throws coming for Kylan Rigsby. And another tendency for Dixie State, especially when you're a team that kind of relies on the three-pointer a little bit. I know the tendency, especially being down by eight, it's the fourth quarter. you got to kind of maybe press a little bit more, but you can't get it all back in one possession. I think they may be trying to settle a little bit too much for the three-pointer right now, and you're not hitting them. You're four of 21 on the game. You've only hit one in this second half. You've got to try to get some momentum going in other parts of the game. You get to the rim, get fouled, get an and one, and then maybe see if you can get into a better rhythm. 48-40, first free throw is up, and no good, missed it. Rigsby will have one more. On the way, got it. 49-40, the lead still has not gone over nine points. Dixie State will try to go on a run. They went on a run in the second quarter before halftime. Can they do the same here in quarter number four? It was a nine-point lead in the second. Identical nine-point lead here. Stevenson wide open under the bucket. And a good find by Stevens. And she lays it up and in. 49-42. 8-20 remaining fourth quarter. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of action on that offensive position for Dixie State. Kesley Stevenson made the ninth backdoor cut and gets an easy bucket at the rim. Here's Turner inside. No. Stevens the rebound. Arnold Mesa put that shot up pretty quick. It's all about time and possession as you get late in these games, knowing how big you believe you have and whether or not you can afford to spend some time on your possession. Stevens on the left elbow, left open, so she'll fire and hit. Left elbow jumper. 
Back-to-back buckets for the Trailblazers, and it's a five-point game. Yeah, Stevens, 49-44. Stevens just turned around and realized her defender was sagging off a little bit, figured I'll take this 15-foot jumper and buried it. 7.33 to play. And now Colorado Mesa going to burn some clock here before they go into the offense. Here's Turner standing in the center of the floor. D-Logo, nine to shoot. Siemens, free throw line jumper. No, may have been blocked from behind by Dixie State. And here come the Trailblazers. If you're Colorado Mesa, you got to be careful not to change your game too much. Yeah, become too complacent, especially with seven minutes to go. A long time to go still here in this game. Stevens to Stevenson, right wing to Maddie Loftus. Ten to shoot. Loftus to the right wing to Stevens. She'll line up a three. Bang! Chesney Stevens and a timeout called by Dixie State. A 7-0 run for the Trailblazers. And it's 49-47, Dixie State within two. And Chesney Stevens just on another level right now. And that's exactly what I talked about. Those three-pointers are coming within the, the rhythm of your offense. And you got it going early. The momentum started the switch. That backdoor pass from uh, Stevens to Stevenson, who laid it up and in. And then the 15-foot jumper by Stevens. That got you more into a rhythm offensively, which opened up the floor for that wide-open three from Chesney Stevens. And now you're right back into it. On a big run. Let's keep it here. Timeout's brought to you by Dairy Queen. If you sign up for the DQ mobile app, you can receive a free small blizzard. That sounds good. I'm going to step away for a minute, Jason. i got to get a, go get a cookie jar blizzard from Dairy Queen. Remember, you get new deals on the app every week as well. Remember, this is fan food, not fast food. I don't want to step away from this game at all. Last, That's true. last seven minutes of this one's going to be exciting. I don't want to miss a single second of the action. Where's the interns? Run over Dairy Queen for us, please. Trailblazers... Uh, 32% from the field for the game. Just 5 of 22 from beyond the arc. But with Stevens hitting that one, perhaps we'll see maybe the lid come off late. You got to credit Colorado Mesa, though, as well. Every time Allie Franks, Kesley Stevenson, Maddie Loftus, for the most part, have had a touch outside the arc, there has been someone trailing them hand in their face. And they know that they're just very good defensively. And they know Dixie State is a three-point shooter. You can hear head coach Taylor Wagner and everybody on the bench. Anytime someone that's on their scouting report as a three-point shooter touches the ball, they're screaming out shooter every single time. So it is credit to this Colorado Mesa defense as well, but perhaps that will be the shot that takes the lid off as it's just a two-point game, 49-47, 6.48 to go. And if you're Dixie State, you just kind of keep the momentum going right now. Obviously, you want to you go on a 7-0 run, but every time they've gone on a run, Colorado Mesa has responded very well. Keep this momentum on your side. Get a nice stop here and see if you can't tie or take the lead on the next possession. 6.40 remaining fourth quarter. Dixie State trying to get a stop and then either tie or take the lead. 49-47. Colorado Mesa going deep into the shot clock again. Rigsby. Hands off to Turner. Ball's loose. She regains. Driving inside. She'll throw up a runner. No. Tapped around and into the hands of Turner. And then gets it to go on the second chance. Three white jerseys there. They couldn't get the offensive rebound. And I think that went almost in the hands of all three of those. It was touched and tipped around and went through the legs of a Dixie State player. And just, you know, when it rains, it pours if you're Dixie State on that position. 51-47. Dixie State within four. Stevens. Closely guarded now after back-to-back buckets. Pavlika to Franks. Nataloftis, seven to shoot. Step back three, left wing is short. And Siemens quickly jumping on that rebound. 
Coach Guskin begging for his players to try to get to the rim, maybe get some offensive rebounds, or just put a little bit more pressure on the defense getting to the rim. Crucial part in this game, a four-point Colorado Mesa lead if you're Dixie State. Cannot afford to see that grow up to nine points or higher where it's been off and on throughout the game. Turner will jump it in the paint. No. Matty Loftus the rebound. And Sydney Brandon there, she, she loves trying to just stay behind there and try to get that steal quickly in the backcourt. There's Stevens. Handing off the Franks. Thought she might take a three instead of the free throw line. Looking back door on the pick and roll with Chesney Stevens. And Stevens was there, but Franks missed her. Threw it up and over the top and out of bounds. Yeah, that was absolutely the right play off the pick and roll. Stevens just rolled to the rim and was going to have a nice, easy look. But the pass led her a little bit too far, a little bit too high maybe for the 6-1 frame of Chesney Stevens. And that one goes out of bounds. And here go the Mavericks again. Sydney Turner is maybe two-step, not Turner, Sydney Brandon. Two steps across half court, just sitting there with possession. Shot clock under 10 now. The possessions are going to start being at a premium here and a foul as Stevens fouls Sidney Brandon on the way to the bucket. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Maybe uh, yeah, run that replay back if we can. It looked like a, a elbow from Sierra McNichol. I guess we don't have time now. we got to get into the free throws. But maybe after this first free throw, run that replay back. I wanted to see initially when that ball was entered into Sierra McNichol, Chesney Stevens tried to get her hand in that one. I guess we won't have time for the replay. But it looked like it might have been a little elbow thrown by Sierra McNichol. Brandon makes the first free throw and the second. 83% free throw shooter. And now Dixie State with 434 remaining. I'll say it again. Possessions. Are at a premium here. Can't afford to go away empty. Pavlika, right corner, 20 to shoot. To Loftus, harassed by Rigsby. It's a screen. We'll drive inside, trying to pass to the corner. Had an open layup. Stolen away by Franks under the basket, and it's tipped out of bounds. Possession will stay with Dixie State. Probably could have called Siemens for a foul. Have not called a foul against Colorado Mesa in this quarter. As you see, Franks come in and get the clean steal. And it wasn't Siemens. It was no foul. Just dribble off the foot of Brandon. London Pavlik at a trigger. Inside Stevenson. Catches and it's fouled from behind. And She'll Siemens, go to the line. Siemens can't believe it. She thought she got all ball on this one. But a good out-of-bounds play drawn up by Coach J.D. Gustin. And he's got a Kesley Stevenson. A nice pass there. And from behind. Ooh, mm. and not, not a lot of contact mm. on that one. Is, uh, I think Siemens has a, has a valid argument. Don't show that one on the video board. 53-48 as Stevenson makes the first free throw. We'll take it, though. Trailblazers trying to fight back into this one. Both free throws good for Kesley Stevenson. That may be just the thing she needs. See a couple of free throws go through. Been a little cold from the field as of late. McNichols will force up a quick shot. And I'm Dixie State has the rebound, and I'm positive that's not the shot Coach Wagner wanted for the Mavericks. No doubt about it, especially with so much time left yes. on the shot clock. 53-49, Dixie State within four. Here's Franks driving left. A runner off the window, no. Ball tapped back out into the hands of Brandon. She wants to push the ball up the floor. Kicks to the right side. Three on the way from Rigsby. Off the mark, Allie Franks the rebound. And has it stripped out of her hands, but it goes to London Pavlika. Here come the Trailblazers. 3.30 to go, four point game. Anything can happen at this point. Strap on your seatbelts. 
Pavlika to Franks. Looking into Stevens, and he threw it away again in a steal for Colorado Mesa. Yeah, those turnovers, especially late in the game, are killing Dixie State right now. They're already up to 14 turnovers. They had six at halftime. That means eight turnovers in this second half. We still got 3.08 to go. And Coach Wagner going to take a timeout with 3.08 remaining, 53-49, and it's going to be a full timeout, so let's take it. One-minute timeout and back on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the Burns Arena, Dixie State Trailing 53-49, and Colorado Mesa with just one timeout remaining now. 3.08 to go. 21 seconds on the shot clock for the Mavericks, but if you're Colorado Mesa, if you play this right, you can bleed some clock every possession, and that's what they're going to do. Here's Brandon. But they've been doing that on the previous couple possessions. They've yeah. not got a lot of points off it, so they're kind of becoming complacent. That could work in Dixie State's favor. Turner to McNichols. McNichols looking inside Siemens. Fumbles, regains, throws up a shot. No, ball tapped around. Maddie Loftus, the rebound for the Trailblazers. 2.45 remaining. Works in Dixie State's favor to force up a bad shot late in the shot clock. And Dixie State trailing by four with 2.35 to go. 53-49. It's now or never. Loftus with space, doesn't take the three. And Franks is, no, they didn't call a foul. They called a jump ball. Allie Franks pleading with the official saying, she got my arm. Yeah, I don't, I don't love this. So we wow. Get a look at the replay here, and you see both I mean, it's hands. all over. Both hands all over the arm, and they call a jump ball. Inbound pass, Moyai. Layup. No, missed it right at the bucket. And a foul on the rebound as Moyai came down on the leg of Kelsey Siemens, and she is in pain under the lock, under the basket. Ooh. That didn't look good. Oh, it looks like it's going to be the right, maybe the right knee or the right leg maybe of Siemens and just an awkward landing as we, if we can get one more look at that replay and see maybe exactly what happened. Moyai just was coming down and she kind of turned to run back up the floor. Let's, and let's do this rather, rather than look at it again. Let's take a, let's take a break. Let's take uh, at least, let's take a 30 second timeout for an injury and give him some, the trainers some time to, to work on Kelsey Siemens. Hope she is going to be okay. But, that, again, that did not look good. Let's take a 30-second timeout and come back with 2.25 remaining and a 53-49 Colorado Mesa lead on the Trailblazer Basketball Network. Whoa! There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Dixie State Athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln at 145 West Hilton Drive in St. George and at stgeorgeford.com. Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln, your neighborhood Ford dealer and the title sponsor for all DSU athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3. It's back to the action for DSU athletics, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. We now return you to Dixie State Athletics. Welcome back inside the Birds Arena. Siemens able to be helped to the bench, and they'll continue to work on her, and hopefully she's okay. I don't, I don't care 
the team you're playing for. I mean, injuries are part of the game, but never like to see anybody get hurt. Like to see both teams at full strength as well. Conrad Mesa the other way. And here's Turner to set up the offense. 15 to shoot. Game clock at 210. Turner crossing over to the left. Loses. Now regains. Doesn't have a dribble, though. Passes to Rigsby and Loftus with the steal. And then she's fouled on the way back up the floor by Sydney Brandon. And Brandon trying to argue that Loftus was pushing off. I mean, that's, that's, that's tough. Yeah. You know, that at that point, Maddie Loftus had the clear steal and had the possession, and, and Brandon kind of just ran into her. That's usually going to go with the offensive player nine out of ten times. 53-49. Under two to play. Dixie State has got to have a bucket on this possession to really make things interesting. Pavlika for three straight away and left it well short, airballed it out of bounds. 1.45 remaining in a four-point game. Was a wide open look and she hit a couple early on, but her last few attempts have been short. But I don't that, know if there's just not much in the legs or what. But that's not been when where you've been successful as an offense for Dixie State. It's been where you've had a lot of action and yeah. been able to go inside out for those threes, not just pulling up from wherever. Turner with 128 to go. How many chances can Dixie State create? Rigsby fouled by Moyai. Rigsby, a 70% free throw shooter in a four-point game. It looked like pretty good positioning there from Brianna Moyai. Is no, I, I take it back. It looked like she, originally she was pretty straight up, but in her second. upon replay, it looked like she kind of just Brandon lowered that left hip free throw into the body of Rigsby. Shooter. And we were talking there by the referees. during the break off the air as Brandon Rigsby goes makes the line first free throws, throw. makes the first. Seven-point game now. Coach Wagner, looking like it may be out of reach for the Trailblazers. to take the entire State time. Really couldn't have asked for more in this game. You had chance after chance after chance with it being a one or two possession game. It just couldn't convert. Credit to Colorado Mesa defense as well. Both free throws good. Eight-point game. Pavlika to Franks. 30 seconds remaining. Franks driving inside. Will hang and hit. 57-51. They'll get over 50 points at least. And then Pavlika, the quick foul, trailing by six, 22 seconds to play. How about this? Kylan Rigsby, 23 mm. points in today's game. Season high coming into today's game, 17. So she has done just about everything for the Mavericks today. Daniela Turner, she's got 12 points, but well below her season average of uh, just over 15. But really, this game has been dictated by what Kylan Rigsby has been yeah. able to do offensively throughout the entire game. Oh, and the game plan was certainly the slow turner down. And, uh, you know, Rigsby stepping up. Siemens had a big game as well. First free throw is in. Second, it rims out. Here's Loftus across the timeline. Pump fake. Fires a quick three. No. Rebounded Turner. And Stevenson will foul quickly. And that should do it. 12.5 seconds remaining. It's like Colorado Mesa is going to win this one. And, you know, everything that Dixie State really could have wanted in this game, other than to see some shots go through maybe. And they're going to look back at the tape, and they're going to say, man, we we had chances. They certainly and, and, did. And 30% from the field, 16 of 53, 5 of 26 from outside. Turner, free throw up and in. You know, credit the, the defense of Colorado Mesa getting out high and, and making the three-point shooters Dixie State uncomfortable. And, and forcing 
14 turnovers tonight. Splits the free throws. Shot clock is off. And Colorado Mesa should be able to just dribble this one out. It's 59-51. And the Mavericks, as good as advertised defensively. <laughs> and Kylan Rigsby is going to take the chance to turn and clap at the Dixie State bench. Not sure that was necessary, but when you're the team that's expected to win, Trailblazers fall 59-51. And Colorado Mesa will improve to 16-2, 12-0 in the RMAC. Dixie State will fall to 12-6, 7-5 in RMAC play. And for just the second time this season, Dixie State has lost two consecutive games. Dixie State falls in this one and will be joined immediately by head coach J.D. Gustin right here in the postgame show brought to you by Guru's Sports Grill. Coach, a tough one. You always hate to lose in this one, especially when you feel like you had chances, had possessions with it being a, a one or a two possession game and just not able to find the looks you wanted offensively down the stretch. We got looks. We just missed them. Um, they made, what, four desperation threes? They're good. No, no, no yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, we missed open threes, and they, they, they made contested three. That's the difference in the game. We guarded our tails off. Um, super proud of our kids. This is a fight game. Um, yeah. Colorado Mesa is the best um, program in this conference because they play harder than everybody else. They're tougher than everybody else. It's not what they run. I know they do. Um, they, they play a certain style, but it's about how hard they play and how tough they are. I'm really proud of our kids for the way that they uh, um, they matched that tonight. Mesa made shots. We missed them. Trailblazers following this one and Coach Gustin with us. And, and certainly that is the case. I mean, you have good looks, just couldn't get it to go. Good from the free throw line. Uh, what's the message to the locker room when you go in to, to say, uh, hey, you know, we did some good things tonight. Just couldn't get them to fall. Now we got to be ready for tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm super proud of our kids because our number one thing was to match their toughness. Uh, and um, and we did for most of the game. We did for probably, I don't know, 32, yeah. 34 minutes, I think. Um, but, but you know, they're really good at what they do. I'm super proud of, um, um, you know, Kessley's hurt, and she still she did a, did a great job of guarding that breast player. And um, I, I, I'm proud of them across the board. I'm, just, yeah. I'm disappointed that, that – you got to be able to rise the occasion, and when you get open shots, you got to be able to make them against good teams, and we just didn't. Coach, I said on the pregame show that this, in order for you guys to win, you had to score, you know, into the 65, 60, 70, 70 point range. If you were get it down to 45 or 50 points, you're playing into exactly what they wanted to do. The first half, I thought you got out to a great start, and you scored 32 first half points, but then you go into the second half, and you only scored 19 point or 19 points in the second half. Kind of what was they what were they doing in the second half better than in the first well, half? Well, that's what they do. You know, that's that you always have a quarter. This 15 to eight quarter. That's usually the difference. That's why it yeah. makes it so good. But, um, you know, I, I I don't know if it was anything that 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 we did different or they did different. I, I feel like again, like if we'll go back and look at the shots that they, the, the the three or four desperation yep. three shots that they that they With got one two one seconds yeah, on the shot clock. Yeah, yeah, and, and you gotta yep. give them credit for that. I mean, they, you know, good players make make big plays, and um, that's what they did. There's one adjustment that you want to see between tonight and maybe tomorrow night. What what would you do? I know it's early. You probably got to go back and look at the tape tonight. But uh, you know, right off the top of your head, if you want to take one message into tomorrow night's game, what would that be? It's to play with the same kind of toughness. Uh, uh, Western Western State is is very similar. They're very physical. They want to they want to be it wants to be a, a fist fight. You know, and 
we're not going to be able to score 65 or 70 points against Mason. You just don't. Yeah. You got to be able to, like, you got to be able to get, like, 55. Kind of got to beat them at their game, right? Well, I mean, yeah. 55 for Mason's the target number, in my opinion. Yeah. It's really hard to get there. In our, whatever, our four previous meetings, we're averaging 50 against them. Yeah. I mean, even if, even 58 then you got a chance with yeah. them not making those those, with those three. Shots. Yeah. I mean, the one kid went career high. You know, got to give her credit. Yeah. You know, Loftus, Loftus, she got a bunch of good looks that were clean, and she missed them. This kid made tough made shots, him. and so you give, him, you give him credit. The ebbs and flows of the game, yeah. right, Coach? Yeah. Coach, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks for taking some time with us, and uh, good luck tomorrow night. Thanks. thanks, thanks guys. Head Coach J.D. Gustin joining us in the, uh, the postgame show. Brought to you by Guru's Sports Grill. Uh, Maddie Loftus finishes with 12. London Pavlik with 11. Didn't score in the second half. Uh, 11, 11, and 3. In fact, didn't really do a whole lot in the second half. Uh, Ali Franks just with nine points. And 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 you know it's you know it's interesting to to, to hear that take uh, on on the game and 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 to hear the coach say that from time to time and to just say, you know, I don't know how much different we really could have done. They're a tough, the tough team to get some looks at, and we got some, and they just wouldn't fall. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it is kind of tough, especially when they are making those tough shots, especially late in shot clock situations. I brought it up earlier, I think referring to Daniela Turner, I think on three or four possessions out of maybe five or six that she got the ball and was guarded by Kesley Stevenson, had to force up tough shots, and they just weren't going. And then she flipped up a kind of a circus shot, almost a running yeah. hook shot over the head that, that, that went in. And, and I, I mentioned the law of averages. Eventually, you know, you're going to get some of those to, to go in. And for Dixie State, you know, it wasn't necessarily in your favor today. But, you know, like Coach mentioned, you just got to give them credit where credit is due. I mean, they come into today, come into today's game as a 30% three-point shooting team. They go 8 of 15 from downtown today. That's 53%. So certainly uncharacteristic for Colorado Mesa to be that on fire from downtown. He mentioned the career high from Kylan Rigsby, a 23-point 23 23 performance tonight. And, you know, you did everything you could do to try to get this win. You held their best player to only 13 points tonight. And, uh, you know, just once other, someone else stepped up, and, and that's really what killed you. Yeah, and what do you do on a night like that? I, You know, Chesney Stevens, 10 points. You know, Dixie State perhaps not even in, in the situation they were late in this game without somebody stepping up because they you know, made, I think, one field goal in the third quarter and then early in the fourth quarter as well, and Stevens stepped up. And, and hit a left double jumper and then hit a three and things were right back in it, you know, and, and at Dixie State, just not quite able to get over the hump. You just you go back, there's just a couple things, and Coach brought them up. You go back to the 30-foot three with one second on the shot clock, the circus shot that you brought up, and then, and then you go back to, to the fact of, you know, Dixie State having three straight possessions down by four points with, you know, under three minutes to play. And Colorado Mesa's bleeding clock on every offensive possession. Every time you get a stop, you got to try to convert late in games, and they just they just couldn't do it. They had some looks, couldn't get it to go. I mean, and it was it was everybody. I mean, Pavlik had some looks. Gillen had a good look at a three. Loftus had some, you know, and and he and he brought those things up. So you know, it's not like the night where you turn the page and do you, do you still have the stats pulled up on that Western Colorado uh, Westminster game? Let's take a look at that Western Colorado. I mean, it's the same type of team. It's 42-36, Western with the lead with two 154 to go in the fourth quarter. And it's like they're the second. So West uh, Colorado Mesa, the number one scoring defense in the conference. Western Colorado, the number two scoring defense in the conference. It's going to be like playing the same type of game over again. 
And so be ready for the same type of low-scoring affair. And Western Colorado with a six-point lead on the road in Salt Lake City, a tough place to play. Westminster, a very good team. And, and Western Colorado looking to try to claim you know, a, a share of second place tonight and then come down in here. It's going to be up to Dixie State. You can't afford to lose at home anymore. If you're Dixie State, you have to win tomorrow night to be able to, to kind of stay where you want to be in, in this RMAC race. So it'll be tough. Final thoughts, Trace, before we uh, wrap this up and get ready for the men's game. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to say any one particular game in, a, in the season is a must win, but I kind of get that feeling tomorrow night against Western Colorado that it's almost a must win, not just necessarily for, for the standings. I mean, obviously, you know, if you lose two in a row in a tight arm Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, so the standings are going to, you know, knock you down four or five pegs, but not just because of that, but just because you got to have something positive to be able to look back on for the end of the, you know, the stretch run that you're going to have to go on the road. You're going to have to go on the road against Colorado Mesa. You're going to have to go on the road again against Western Western Colorado in just a few weeks time. So you've got to get a signature win for your program and that you can look back to and say, Hey, we can play with the top teams in this conference. We can, we've proven that, that we can beat them, especially going into a tough stretch run where the majority of your games for the rest of the season are on the road. There it is. That'll wrap things up inside our Guru's Sports Grill post-game report. Trailblazers falling in this one uh, by a score of 59 to 51. They kept it close. The lead never went over into double digits, and they were right there throughout the night, just could not quite convert. And like Coach said, you know, great teams rise to the occasion, and they just were not able to rise to the occasion to try to get that victory tonight. Western Colorado, a 42-39 lead. Westminster not going away easy. 109 remaining in the, the fourth quarter up in Salt Lake City. We'll have the Mountaineers right here inside the Burns Arena tomorrow night. That'll do it for the women's game. We're going to step away for a little bit, but uh, don't, don't leave us. Stick around. Join us for the men's game. It's going to be a doozy. The number one and number two teams in the conference doing battle inside Burns Arena for the men's contest. Thanks for listening. I'm Carrick Sagmiller. He's Drayson Ball. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to Dixie State Athletics on Radio Dixie 91.3, brought to you by Ken Garf St. George Ford Lincoln. For more information on Dixie State Athletics, DixieStateAthletics.com. Thanks for listening to Radio Dixie 91.3.